You're listening to The Hustle Made Me Do It, a podcast that inspires young entrepreneurs and hustlers to pursue their passions and dreams. My name is Luis Cortez. I'm a young hustler and entrepreneur that has worked his way up from fast food minimum wage jobs to high-level corporate America. I'm sitting down with young entrepreneurs from all walks of life to talk about their journey, their process, the lessons they've learned, and how to make a positive impact on the people around them. Welcome to episode one. Today we're going to be talking about the beginnings and the mission of The Hustle Made Me Do It. We're going to be introducing our co-host and creative director, Cynthia Cortez. She'll be switching the tables a little bit and interviewing me in regards to what The Hustle Made Me Do It hopes to accomplish. Welcome. You will not want to miss this one. Welcome to The Hustle Made Me Do It. Today, we're going to be talking about what The Hustle Made Me Do It is and what it's all about. Guys, I want to introduce somebody very special to me, somebody that is making The Hustle Made Me Do It possible. She is not only our co-host, also our creative director. So Cynthia, welcome to The Hustle Made Me Do It. Um, Let's turn it over to you and let you kind of be the person that takes over episode one of this of this vision yeah it's great to be here and great to be part of the process of seeing you um, really build up the hustle made me do it from the the ground up and so to be a part of this project now is really exciting and we're really excited about the impact that we're hoping to make in the community Um, but Luis has a really rich story um, in his own entrepreneurial background so we're going to take some time today to highlight that to get into the why behind the hustle made me do it and also a little bit about Luis Cortez and his experience and how we hope that'll impact young entrepreneurs. Sure. And you know, it's crazy because a lot of people might not know a lot about you and I or why you and I are hosting this podcast together. So I think it's important to just kind of let you guys know that uh, Cynthia is not only our creative director, she's not only our co-host, she's not only my business partner, but she is also uh, my life partner. So wanted to share that with you guys, wanted to just let you guys know that we value family at The Hustle Made Me Do It. We value, you know, our marriage. We value the family that we've been blessed to have. If you don't know out there, we are expecting parents and we're super excited to kind of bring this vision to life, bring bring this dream that uh, we've had of impacting people's lives in a positive way. We're super excited to share that. So uh, yeah. thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for being here with us Absolutely. and, and uh, being not only a great co-host, but also a great life partner. Yeah. And I think to uh, also emphasize our partnership outside of the, the hustle made me do it is important because our marriage does play a role in our entrepreneurial ventures and vice versa. Um, I think your initial run at the hustle made me do it, the origin of it, it was a business focused podcast, right? Um, And so now with a lot of changes we're all experiencing throughout this pandemic, um, it's, it's kind of a new direction, right? It is a new direction. You know, the hustle made me do it did start kind of a business focused podcast. We wanted to change, you know, kind of bring the everyday entrepreneur along the journey, the everyday hustler along the journey. So we changed a couple of things, kind of pivoted a little bit to um, interview the everyday people, the everyday hustler. Yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about our story is that we were those two people. Um, Actually, we met a few months before we'd met. We had both quit our job, our corporate jobs, at the exact same time. Um, And so once we connected and learned that we were both really on the same journey in entrepreneurship, it was all pretty much fireworks after that. 
So um, I think that's kind of what we're looking to do with the house when we do it is is highlight those entrepreneurs that are kind of young and fresh. For sure. From the moment you asked me out, I thought it was really cool. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was really cool to um, to know a little bit more about you and know that uh, you were uh, on this journey of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I think it was super cool that uh, we kind of met in the middle there. So that's a blessing. And that's kind of how it started for us. And that's, you know, when I told Cindy about the hustle made me do it, she was super excited. And um Join the team salary free. So here we are <laughs> kind of doing something, something a little bit greater than, than ourselves, I hope. And that's our mission, of course. I think, um, like you highlighted, we know the stories of the Jeff Bezos, but we sometimes forget that we all started somewhere. So that's kind of our hope that we can empower and encourage one another in the journey um, and really keep propelling propelling our dreams. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's the main focus of the hustle made me do it. Everybody wants to interview the Jeff Bezos, the uh, Steve Jobs of the world, the Elon Musk of the world. You know, what we wanted to do at the hustle made me do it is interview the everyday people, interview those people that are currently on their journey to, um, to become the next, the next Jeff Bezos, the next Elon Musk. We wanted to talk to them and see what they're doing currently to achieve those dreams and get closer to those dreams, whether it's finance, whether it's, uh, retail, whether it's food service, no matter what your industry is, I think that um, the great pioneers of uh, industry had to start somewhere. And I think that sometimes we lose that in the in the journey, right? Everybody kind of wants to know, man, this guy's a billionaire. It must have been a breeze to get there. And we wanted to kind of dig in deeper and talk to the people that um, are just now starting that are not the billionaires yet, not even thousandaires yet, but yeah. just kind of get discouraged, you know, in the journey. It's like that will take me so much It'll take me so much to get there or I'll never get there. And it's interesting you say that because, you know, a lot of times I, you know, we talk to people or people that I've interviewed in the past, just um, one of the things that they say is everybody says, man, you're an overnight success. And realistically, an overnight success took about 10 years to make. So I don't believe in in such thing of overnight success unless you wrote uh, Old Town Road or something like that. But mm. um, other than that, it requires a lot of work, a lot of persistence and a lot of dedication. And that's what we want to highlight in The Hustle Made Me Do It because that's where we come from. Speaking of which, uh, that's kind of what our hope today is to learn a little bit more about your journey. So why don't you give us a bit of background and tell us, you know, where you started, where you're from, um, uh, you know, what was your first job like day one? Yeah, day one. Um, born in Mexico, uh, my parents immigrated here to the United States when I was about seven years old. So, needless to say, I'm a dreamer. I'm one of those people that they call the dreamers here in America. Um, I didn't know the language. Uh, grew up in Ventura, California. In Ventura, California, you know, we grew up not on the most glamorous side of town. We uh, we went to, you know, the lower end schools, but in my mind, I always knew there was more out there. You know, I always knew that the life that we were living, we were pretty much living in poverty, me and my two sisters and my mother and my father, you know, we were living in a one bedroom studio for all five of us. And I knew that there was more out there. So uh, in my mind, I always wanted to pursue it. You know, I always knew that I can achieve more. And that's kind of where my journey has led me just to achieve more. Um, I don't remember much about coming to America, but I do remember telling my mother, uh, I will never waste this opportunity. Right. All of the 
I mean, the vast abundance of, of opportunity that you have here that you, that you didn't have there. Um, so you're growing up in California. What was your first job? My first job in California, my father was actually a mechanic at a dealership. So he used to, they used to bring in the cars and my father would be the guy that fixed them up and kind of got them ready to be sold, running uh, mechanically sound to be sold. Um, I was about 10 years old and my dad would bring me to work with him on the weekends and one day I saw the cars were super dirty. They didn't have somebody to wash them during the weekends. And I realized that the cars were being sold on the weekends. So I asked my dad's boss, I said, I'll wash your cars for you for $10. Wow. So he, that was, your first side that was my first side hustle. He allowed me to wash the cars on the weekends at 10 years old for $10 a day. I would get there with my dad at 6 a.m., wash all the cars. I mean, my dad would help me, obviously. Yeah. But I would make ten dollars washing cars at that at that little car wash. Um, you've seen that little picture of me and my dad in the little garage. That was actually yeah. me in that dealership making, um, you know, washing cars, washing the tires. And since I knew English and Spanish back then, and the mm-hmm. owners of the dealership di- didn't, I was actually their translator at ten year at the age of ten years old. So that was pretty much my first sales job too. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So that first opportunity that you had with your dad obviously grew. Um, I know you've shared that you have other um, side hustles. Basically, you have been hustling since day one. So let's fast forward a little bit because you have shared with me personally your testimony about just kind of this scrappy hustle, um, starting from California, transitioning to Atlanta. What was your first real opportunity, your first real career opportunity? My first real career opportunity actually started in the restaurant industry, you know, um, all the way up to moving to Atlanta when I was 14 years old. I had always been just hustling and kind of uh, selling things, flipping things, little things here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, from aluminum cans to things that aren't very legal to sell, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I got to Atlanta and um, my parents were deported when I was 17 years old. When they were deported, I actually got my first job. My first official job that I was actually on payroll uh, was at KFC. Okay. That's when I began the in the restaurant industry. Started as a drive-through guy. Um, my first few days, I was a chicken fryer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they realized that I knew English and Spanish, so our demographics was uh, Hispanic community. Right. So they said, "Whoa, this kid knows how to speak English and Spanish. Let's throw him on the drive-through." Right. That and came in handy again. That came in handy again. So it never hurts to know another language if you're out there listening. And we know that that opportunity at KFC ultimately led you through the corporate track at Chipotle. So tell us a little bit about that. For sure. So from KFC, I was then recruited to. Um, El Pollo Loco. They were opening new locations in Atlanta, Georgia. I kind of started there as their drive-through person and then Mm -hmm. got promoted to a corporate trainer. After that, I was giving such great service to people that a franchisor of CC's Pizza said, hey, why don't you just come work for me and actually stole me from Pollo Loco to CC's Pizza. Wow. In September of 2009, my house in Atlanta flooded all the way to the roof. The only relative I had was my sister here in Nashville. And I actually left Atlanta to come to Nashville and kind of left my job at, K- at CC's Pizza to come to Nashville. Mm-hmm. In that time, I had put in a transfer to work at CC's Pizza here in Nashville. And um, then I was going around and applying at different places. No money to my name, just 
broke as as dirt broke i mean asking my sister for coins for the bus sure enough i apply at chipotle mexican grill the same day that cc's called me and they said hey your transfer has gone in mm. i hang up the phone and my great friend gino carlin I, gino i hope you're listening shout <laughs> out to you um calls me and says hey do you want to come work uh, for chipotle or you want to come in and and have an interview is what it was i did and gino kind of hired me on the spot wow so destiny called you and redirected you and that led you down a completely different track at chipotle and i actually want to take that in to this topic of mentorship because gino was kind of the first mentor that you had in your corporate journey right he was the first person who gave you that chance at chipotle sure. so how has that really uh, played a role in your journey and, and how do you feel like mentors impact you know what the value of mentorship is i think there's no value to mentorship i think it's an invaluable thing that everybody should have you know uh, i say it firmly believe it that i would not be here without gino carlin um gino took me under his wing showed me how to run restaurants i worked under him for about seven and a half years and thanks to him i was able to learn how to run a business i was uh you know able to articulate my uh, thoughts a little bit better yeah. You know, I learned kind of the basic of the basics of business, you know, the most important things that people need to know in regards to business. He taught me how to, you know, read and write a P&L, kind of how to do sales projections. So Gino really taught me uh, most of the uh, of the fundamentals fundamentals of business that's right and i would not be here without gino and without gino my journey would have not taken off the way that it has you know from uh chipotle to apple to cicada you know um without him i would not be where i am today so i yeah. think that mentorship is invaluable if you're if you're out there and hustling find a mentor find a mentor as soon as possible and not everybody is lucky enough to have a gino in their life but have somebody that truly cares about you and keeps it real with you 100 percent. yeah and i think what's so beautiful about that is you had somebody that saw something in you that believed in you so that might ring a bell to an audience member um you know when it comes to selecting a mentor you have to take initiative in that but i think what's so awesome was your willingness to listen and to follow and to grow um, and that requires I think humility. Gino, I think Gino would say otherwise at the beginning. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was a journey in itself. Uh, but just kind of to, to anyone listening in your uh, proactiveness in seeking a mentor, it, it also requires that humility in being willing to learn. For sure. You know, I was very open to Gino's feedback to this day. I mean, I really value anything that he has to say just because I know that from the beginning he has had uh, my best interest at heart, not just the fact that we were working together, or we could bring each other up, but that's what happened. You know, my willingness to learn uh, elevated us both. You know, Gino told me once I kept going to him and saying, Gino, I need a raise, man. I need a raise because I've, you know, I have all these bills to pay. And he says, the moment that you stop working for money and start working for a purpose, he says, then the money's going to come and chase you. And those are some of the words that have stayed true in my heart since Gino said those to me because um, I was chasing money and then I decided to chase a passion and that's what's led me to where I am today. I love that. It's a quote that you kind of rephrased from a financial business standpoint, uh, but it's like, stop, start doing things you love um, and 
the things that you love will find you. So it's kind of like a full circle. Um, so kind of walk us through how you went from being a, now you're up the ladder in the corp, um, Chipotle corporate structure. Mm. What inspired you, motivated you, drove you to entrepreneurship? I think the fact that Chipotle gave us a lot of, um, you know, they gave us a lot of flexibility to be our own operators. You know, Gino always gave me the the um, bandwidth to make decisions, to kind of, right. to put my teams in positions to win. When I realized that that was essentially what being an entrepreneur was, that's when I wanted to pursue it. Um, you know, I started uh, buying stock options at Chipotle as an employee. And I realized that that there was freedom in that. Mm -hmm. So I started taking my paychecks at a young age and started buying stocks. I started buying different stocks in different companies, started buying Chipotle, Apple, you know, the bigger companies. And when I realized that um, that this money was working for me instead of me working for it, I said, I can genuinely build a portfolio out of this and not have to work for money and have money work for me. So I think that that was the biggest realization when I said, wow, this path of entrepreneurship, this path of investing, this path of kind of um, being financially independent really opened the doors for me to do a lot of other cool things that I always wanted to do in life. I love that because you've shared with me personally how much, how passionate you are about financial independence so you had a little bit of exposure and opportunity with this in chipotle since they offer their employee stock options you saw the potential there Um, what are some other resources and tools that were able to equip you to move into the investment space (laughs) a lot of sleepless nights with books a lot of nights uh not sleeping uh uh reading Mm -hmm. you know a lot of nights just filling up notebooks and if you're listening you you know cindy can be a uh, witness that i have notebooks on notebooks of just notes that i've taken throughout throughout that time of just books that i've read things that i knew were going to be helpful in the future so you know just a lot of of blogs to write a lot of blogs Mm -hmm. to write stay tuned but yeah definitely a lot of reading has been the key i would say read self-education and never stop learning. I know that everybody says, oh, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. But I always question that. I always mm-hmm. say, are you really? What's the last book you read? Oh, well, man. You know, and it, people usually freeze in their tracks because they're like, uh, of mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> right. They go back to like middle school. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a valuable topic. And we're going to carry that actually into episode two because I am college educated. I got my undergrad, my master's. And so I would say that I love learning and I have a passion for learning, but I stopped reading books independently on my own years ago. You start working, you're tired when you get home. Um, but there is such a value to that. And that's essentially how you've gained all of this knowledge and information on financial independence. What's maybe one or two books that you just feel are a must to get started with investing and just financial freedom for sure i think that uh you go to the basics you go to where our parents and and those that had the opportunity to mentor us at a young age fell short Mm -hmm. i would say my favorite book of all time that really opened my eyes was uh, rich dad poor dad Mm -hmm. robert kiyosaki and then i also in regards to investing i found um the intelligent investor by benjamin graham those were two books that have really positioned me in in a platform that allows me to continue to invest in different companies and different ideas. Yeah, and I think Rich Dad Poor Dad's like a beginner's book. Anyone can read it. It's a good read. 
And The Intelligent Investor, would you say that's like an intermediate advanced book? I would say more of an intermediate. I think that you can, if you understand the principles of the stock market, I think that it's a good book to pick up. And if you need any resources, make sure to check out our blog page. We have a lot of cool resources there for um, investors. Check out investopedia.com and we're going to continue to write just blogs on this because Cindy, as you know, this is why I started The Hustle Made Me Do It, to empower people to seek financial independence, to take those leaps of faith, to put their faith in something greater than themselves and kind of just um, know that there is somebody out there that, you know, that God is out there that will always catch you when you jump. Absolutely. And now that you've moved into this entrepreneurial space... Um, we'll kind of share with the audience a little bit about what those current entrepreneurial ventures are and also what are you think what do you think some important traits and character values are needed in an entrepreneur I think the most important one for me is um, the willingness willingness to never stop learning yeah the willingness to receive constructive criticism Mm -hmm. you know and I think that those are some of the most important values you know when people ask me to mentor them or they've have historically you know one of the questions that i ask them is what are you doing to better yourself right now you know so i think that as an entrepreneur you have to keep learning uh cindy as you and i are life partners you know that uh i'm a reading junkie i'm always trying to stay up to date with different companies different markets and i think just the willingness to learn the willingness to be educated and you know being a self-taught uh person and a lifelong learner i think are essential to being an entrepreneur yeah i think that's a good segue from those tools and resources that kind of ties together um i'm even in my head as you're saying this i'm seeing kind of this triangle of mentorship knowledge and initiative right so all of that kind of builds in um and so now you know as we kind of wrap things up you are we're married, we're expecting a child, we're in a pandemic. Uh, we've got a lot of different entrepreneurial uh, ventures that we're trying to move forward. Um, what is the best advice that you can give someone who is just getting started in this and maybe feels a little bit discouraged about the road ahead? I would say don't be discouraged. Just, uh, you know, failure is an event, not a person. It can only harm you if you let it harm you. You know, I have failed a lot. Uh, You know, Cindy, you've been with me at the beginning of the pandemic when we had the markets just crash. I was discouraged, but didn't give up. I think that if you're listening right now, don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep chasing. My biggest advice to you is if you're a young man or young woman, find somebody, a life partner that is truly going to believe in your dreams. Um, You know what I'm doing right now and where I'm going it wouldn't be possible without having a best friend, somebody that genuinely wants to see me succeed. So find somebody that's truly in it to win it and stay true to your values. I think that um, faith is the most important thing. Yeah. Your faith. Taking that leap of faith and putting yourself out there. For sure. Yeah. I think something I've learned from you um, a lot is that if you wait until things are totally perfect then you'll never do it. So kind of just putting yourself out there and taking that leap of faith and you will see just how much your friends and your family support you when they see that, uh, that courage in your, in your walk. So last thoughts, like anything you wish you knew before you got started, anything that you would do differently? 
I would have started investing sooner. Mm. I would have bought more shares of Apple, more shares of Shopify. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, uh, just kidding. But seriously, I would have yeah. started investing a little bit sooner. You know, I think that if there's you're never too young or too old to start investing mm. because I will tell anybody that's listening right now, compound interest are the seventh wonder of the world. Right. And if you understand compound interest, you are set to become wealthy. That is so good. I love that. It's like, it seems like a mountain, you know, like a, I've got to become proficient in the stock market and be the super intelligent investor. But start small, start today. That's really good advice. Um, and I'm so excited about the future conversations that we'll have on this topic. Um, I know that we're going to be putting out some resources here in the near future, just like a 101 investment guide to get to get you guys started if that is something that you're interested in. And we, I personally love hearing your story time and time again. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for switching roles with me and thank you for taking the lead today. We're super excited that you guys have uh, joined the hustle, made me do it. We yes. want to invite you to listen on op- podcast platforms. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. Subscribe. It's super helpful so that we can follow us on Instagram. Please. It's super helpful so that we can bring uh, what we are learning to other people. And we cannot wait to share our knowledge, learn, and grow with you guys, please make sure to uh, check us out on www.thehustlemademedoit.com and send us a note um, if you personally would like to join the podcast or know anyone that will. See you guys next time.